That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and we are into another week of fantasy. I hope you all won last week, but if you haven't, don't worry. We just went through a flurry of injury updates, so we got a lot of waiver wire stuff to get to. We got sophisticated ads. We're going to talk about some leaders and some flops and we're going to have a Thursday night breakdown like you've never seen before. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Players, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. is am I gonna get a yeah? Yeah! <laughs> I got a slow motion. That shit. Okay. Let's go. You got the new digs. Woo. He is ready for this week. Got to love it. Let's get it started. Introductions going. Welcome into the studio, Fred the Jester Reyes, Dude, back from in, Colorado. I was having fun in Colorado. Right before the game, I started watching scary movies. Watching scary movies after the game. I watched that scary Sunday night game. Bro, it, i just been having an amazing time. It's been a horror fucking flick all weekend. Sorry for the cursing, especially the San Francisco Dallas game. That shit was scary. Oh, speaking of oh. horrific, let's go ahead and pull the Band-Aid off. Judge Jordan Thomas, welcome into the studio, sir. I am just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> and I got to say, I had to save the best for last tonight because, God, it must be, you must be feeling great. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Guys, do you believe now? Do you believe in the one true savior, Brock Purdy? Because this man is lighting teams the fuck up. He is going hard in the damn paint. And I have never been happier to be a San Francisco 49er fan in my entire existence. I miss the Montana years. I miss the young years. But I'm here for the Purdy years. You're damn straight. You heard it right here. Dynasty coming. Brock Purdy is him. Mm, indeed. I mean, it's almost like that Brady Belichick feel between uh, the coach and oh, said QB oh, don't, right don't, now. Don't so. get me going here. Don't get me going here, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> really don't get him going here. I mean, it's just, we got to just, hey, say it like it is. Well, all right. Well, don't forget, go to tssfantasy.com. You can get our latest and greatest rankings up later on this week. So make sure you check that out. Also go to Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100, so make sure you do that. Also, Jazz Sportsbooks, lots of great promos. Use our promo code TSS there. And don't forget, if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, look no further than Pro-Am Belts. Lots of great stuff for you there. All right, guys. Well, we got a busy show tonight. It is Waiver Wire Tuesday and that means we got a medical professional on deck. And as I always say, we make zero money here. So let's get him in so we don't waste our dollars. Bring him in. Let's bring in the doc. No introduction, Coop. Sorry, my bad. Um, the my uh, my thing was on a loop, so like I couldn't hear you. It was kind of crazy. Anyway, welcome I in, Doc. We, <laughs> we're like, hey, he's just here. Welcome in, Doc. We appreciate you coming in tonight. This is a busy, busy night tonight. We got a flurry of injury news today. Um, so I know a lot of us are kind of scrambling around right now, trying to figure out what to do for the waiver wire. So tell us what is going on with the injury news, my friend. 
Yeah, let's move Justin Jefferson to your bench if you're looking at the waiver wire. So he left Sunday's game with a hamstring strain, did not return, had an MRI yesterday on Monday, and he is headed straight to the IR. So sit Justin Jefferson right away. just want to yeah. say that it's not a – oh, go ahead, Commissioner. No, go ahead. Go right ahead. What were we going to say? You know, th- this is really common, early season hamstring strains. And I, I want to say this is bigger than Jefferson. This is the natural consequence of limited preseason participation. You know, we've got fewer preseason games, players playing in fewer, if any of them, and certainly not going full speed. I think the natural consequence of that is that we see more of these calf, groin, and hamstring strains early in the season because players just aren't quite ready for game speed action. This is unfortunate because it's hurting a lot of people's rosters right now. Yeah, indeed. Oh, I forgot to make Doc a fancy background, so we'll, we'll just put the medical one back there right now. There it is. There we go. All right, here we go. Now we're t- Now we're talking – Injury news. All right. Um, so, no, the one thing I wanted to mention was, A, make sure we'll talk about this in a little bit, but K.J. Osborne, obviously Jordan Addison's already pretty much on everyone's roster, but K.J. Osborne obviously be something we'll talk about in the waiver wire um, is concerned. But, you know, as you met, mentioned with these, there's been a lot of hamstring injuries uh, pop up. And this Vikings team, it becomes an interesting saga for them almost because it's like you want you don't want to jeopardize Justin Jefferson for the next season what does that mean for Kirk Cousins does that mean this organization says hey let's shop Kirk Cousins around the Jets the Falcons you know some of those teams that need a QB you know there's a lot of questions that go on with this so um you know again now him putting him on the IR that's at least four weeks or three weeks without your best guy um, so a lot of questions for this Viking team going forward. All right, Doc, my bad. I just want to get that off my chest. Oh, no, you're good. Let's move to uh, Indianapolis. So Anthony Richardson, we knew when he landed squarely on that shoulder that it was going to be the clavicle or collarbone that took the brunt of the force. I think he had two options. Either it was going to break or he was going to have an AC or a chromioclavicular injury. And I think, unfortunately, it didn't break in this case because now he's dealing with a grade three AC sprain in his right throwing shoulder. So at grade three, there's some degree of tearing of the ligaments connecting his collarbone to his shoulder blade. This is really problematic. So grab your anatomy books. Those three ligaments are the trapezoid, the conoid, and the acromioclavicular ligaments. And at grade three, in addition to that tearing of the tissue there, there's some joint separation. So even if this is non-surgical, it's going to have him in a sling for several weeks. But given it's grade three, given it's his throwing arm, I don't think surgery is out of the question. I think there's more to come on this in the next couple of days. I think you can safely bet that this is almost certainly a trip to the IR. It means his earliest possible return date is going to be November 11th. However, we'll have a bye week the following week. So I think the most likely earliest return for Richardson is November 26th. Um, you know, the bigger story, he's left three or four games this season. His aggressive run style suited him well in college but it's probably not a longevity strategy for his NFL career. No, not at all. And it's Garner Minshew time, by the way, who's a very serviceable backup uh, for this squad. So, again, we'll talk more about, um, you know, the fantasy implications of this injury. But, um, again, Garner Minshew season, very capable to uh, fling the ball down the field. So we'll, we'll see. All right, Doc, who else we got? Yeah, so moving to Miami, how do you say your boy running back's name? Devon, what? It's, 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 well, again, it, it, everyone's, it's been this big debate, I guess, back and forth, but it's supposed to be, from what I understand, a Chan is what it's supposed to be. So Devon Chan sustained a knee injury on Sunday. As a courtesy to the commissioner, I was really trying to find what specific tissue has been injured here, but right now it's just knee injury. Um, it's not reported that it's going to be season ending, so that's good news. However, he is expected to miss multiple weeks. He was having a great rookie season, so condolences to you, commissioner. I we're I think we're okay though because we got like we'll talk about this more in a second. Got Jeff Wilson Jr. on deck, gonna bring him up from the from the and I like that you know giving him a little maintenance now. Let these little things you know it's early in the season. Let's have him healthy down the stretch when we need him. So I'm good with it. All right, let's head to the Giants. So Daniel Jones injured his neck this weekend. Same injury they're reporting that he had in 2021, which cost him six games that season. We've got to remember his concussion history also, which I think is very closely connected to these repeated neck strains. These two injuries are very intimately linked. Um, the reports are now that he should be able to return this weekend, 
but you're looking at a very chronic issue here, right? It's neck strain, it's concussion. So, you know, it's certainly possible that we see one of these reappear later this season. But the bigger question in New York is whether Saquon Barkley is going to return this weekend. So good news is he was a limited participant at practice last week. But I think that's probably where the good news ends. I mean, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Is he going to return? The bigger question is, does he want to return? (laughs) I think that's the better question. So Zay Jones uh, from the Jags hurt his knee during week two, cost him weeks three and four, and he left week five again with that knee injury. Jones is considered day-to-day right now. Moving to Arizona, James Conner sustained a knee injury this weekend. There is discussion currently of him missing multiple weeks and potentially moving to the IR. Travis Kelsey, so sustained a lateral ankle sprain during week five. He did return. So I think medically that's really encouraging that it's nothing major. However, it is a short week for the Chiefs, and they're playing a Broncos. So he may sit Thursday, which if he does is glorified load management. I don't mean there's something medically wrong with him. Just might be wise to sit him now, let him play later in the season. Moving to Chicago, uh, Rashawn Johnson is in concussion protocol after exiting Thursday night's game in the second quarter. So stay tuned to Brian's report later in the week on Rashawn Johnson. Mike Evans had a hamstring strain week four, was on a bye last week, but he is expected to be back during week six. And lastly, Deshaun Watson's day to day right now with a bruised. The rolling arm rotator cuff, that's the muscles in his shoulder. There's optimism in the organization that he's going to be ready for week six after that week five bye. Good news for Watson owners. He's already throwing in practice. Good stuff, Doc. We appreciate it. I added on later, I also picked up that Dalton Kincaid and Tank Dell both are in concussion protocol as well. So just something for you guys to take note of. Doc, we appreciate you coming in, my friend. We will see you next week. Hope you enjoy the weekend, um, and we'll see you then, my friend. Great show, guys. Thank you, my brother. All right, let's talk about our weekly leaders for week five. You're muted. You're muted. Oh, my bad. Let's get on to the weekly leaders for this week. Um, Justin Fields, numero uno, 33 points. Josh Allen with 28. Uh, Jalen Hurts with 28 uh, as well. Uh, Jared Goff with 27. And Sam Howell with 26. Also, a little shout out to Desmond Ritter following up at the number six spot as well. So, Yowza there. Is there anyone just kick it around to you guys? Anyone on this leaderboard with the QB spot that you uh you take note of? Like maybe a Desmond Ritter out of fucking nowhere. Jordan, how about you, friend? I mean, Desmond Ritter for sure, but slinging Sam Howell, man, his team may be dog crap, but that guy is absolutely a fantasy asset. Yeah, no, 100 percent Um, Justin, how about you, friend? Um, I like that Joe Burrow made his way back into the top 10 this week. Number eight, uh, looking like his calf injury is finally healing up. Uh, it works when you hyper target Jamar Chase for like a million catches and a million touchdowns, right? Whoever had Jamar Chase. I actually had a quick story. I had a buddy who had DJ Moore thought he was going to win the game and he played against Jamar Chase and lost by two. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually so had Jamar Chase and lost. So, wow. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Fred? Anyone in the QB spot that uh, leadership that uh, you made note of? Yeah. Probably not. Probably not because you just looked at the show sheet like no, 20 I, minutes. I, 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 I you know what? I, you know what I did do though on fantasy real quick? I did uh, trade up. I was telling Jason the other day about three days ago. I traded my number one pick in Dynasty for Brock Purdy. So Brock Purdy has actually won me my last two weeks. I said, what the hell? I'm going to take a shot and maybe somebody's going to do something or Brock Purdy who's 24. And look at this shit right here. Yeah, no, Brock Purdy's been nice. Absolutely. All right, well, let's go to the running backs. Uh, I'll give you the top five. Travis Etienne with uh, number one at 36. Zach Moss, wow, he's been a surprise. 33 points, even with, even with JT back in a half. 
Brees Hall with 28, a Chan we met, mentioned a minute ago with 21.5, and David Montgomery's having a solid ass year too with 20.9. Justin, anyone that uh, you want to take note of here in the leadership as far as the uh, running backs are concerned? Um, shit. I mean, how is it not Zach Moss? Like, what? Like, this guy just, he continues to produce, and you're just like, but you were in Buffalo, and you sucked. Like, what's the difference? What happened here? What was the transformation? I guess you really do sometimes got to leave and learn a new hold, as a to use an old wrestling term. Um, but, yeah, I would say Zach Moss. It's going to be interesting to see how, like, this dynamic goes forward because I got Jonathan Taylor stored on a couple of my benches, and I'm, like, a little shaky about these next two weeks. Even though they're good matchups, I'm like, is Zach Moss going to really make my decision this hard? Yeah, I mean, he can't, like I said, out of nowhere, we're all like Zach Moss. He's just been garbage. And he really has basically has been, you know, his time at Buffalo was not a very good one. Um, so this has been an absolute surprise. Fred, anyone on the leadership uh, board that you wanted to talk about there? Robert Ansana, about freaking time. You know what you had the whole season, and you just let this man get loose? We knew what we had. We could have won a couple more games. That's Breeze Hall. I watched that shit. That was a thing of beauty. I, I loved every little bit of it. Do not put Dalvin Cook in the damn lineup anymore. The most he gets is three or four touches with his two fucking yards to carry. Keep him to the sideline. It's Breeze Hall. And I got right. something for you. I remember what y'all said about my fantasy team. I remember three of my guys are on this list. You two, you, you, and you. What fantasy team are we talking remember, about? Remember when they were like, oh, Fred's team is the world. Oh, my God. I know who picked this. I'm All right. Well, so, I mean, you're still only three and two. So, like, yo, settle down. Yo. All right. So, how about, how about you, Jordan? Anyone on the leadership board take note of? It's a long season, Freddie. It's a and long season. Better. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, and, and I said it last week, too. If ever there was the Brees Hall breakout week, it was definitely this past week, and it happened. And, look, I will say I'm probably the last one of this group to be on the Devin Achan bus, but and it sucks that he might miss some time now, but literally if that guy gets three carries, he can get 178 yards and two touchdowns. Like, he's, he's ridiculous. I, I love this guy. He's He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's lightning in a bottle for sure. Yes, has yes. Montgomery, has Montgomery been top five like the last three straight weeks? He's yeah, I, I, yeah, he's I been mean, balling. Even in the season, nobody saw that. Like they were like, right. "Jamar Gibbs, Jamar Gibbs." Like, right for sure, he's definitely been balling out. And you know, the thing with Montgomery is he's also had injury history too. So I think that always, you know, at least for me anyway, that always kind of shied me from him. Like, well, you know, he's always hurt at some point. Right now, man, he is definitely playing lights out. So hats man. off to him. You, you know what's actually crazy? Just going off of Fred's point, Jamal Williams went for 20 touchdowns last year, and we didn't fucking see this coming. Like, come on, dude. Right. Like, they yeah. literally told you the same roles. Like, Jamal Williams is David Montgomery, and Jameer Gibbs is DeAndre they Swift. Really just Guess what? Love their least talented running back year after year. I can't, I can't explain the offense. It makes no fucking sense, Justin. <laughs> It, it, it's like it's like we're trying to ask Dan Campbell to be finesse, and he's like, "No, fucking put in the bulldozer, put yeah. in the bulldozer." Do you imagine if this team had drafted another wide receiver instead of a running back, something they could actually use? Like it just it blows my mind. Dan Campbell does, doesn't Jordan Addison in that offense. Indeed. Yeah. All right, let's get on to receivers. Speaking of Jordan Addison, uh, Jamar Chase, numero uno, 52.2 points. DJ Moore, 49 at number two. Tyreek Hill, number three at 32.1. Adam Thielen, number four, 27.7. And George Pickens in here at number five, 26.6. And Fred, any one of the receivers you want to take note of? Another one of my receivers on my team. Adam Thielen, baby. He Thanks. has been killing it. We all, once again, once again, we all thought it was going to be, uh, what the hell's his name? Um, Shark. DJ Shark. Shark. Right. And his old ass has been going out there, catching everything, <laughs> getting the most targets. And, mm -hmm. yo, they, they just love him. Thank you, Adam Thielen. Keep it up the rest of the season. Oh, what a feeling it is. He's definitely killing it for sure. Uh, Jordan, what do you say? Anyone you want to take note of here? 
I just want to say I never had any faith in DJ Chark. I just did not any longer have any faith in Adam Thielen. But I was wrong, Freddie. You were absolutely right, and you deserve your flowers. And you know what, Justin? You deserve your flowers for DJ Moore. I'm just glad we finally got a good Jamar Chase game. Thank God. Let's not forget uh, Freddie was so scared to play play me. He sat Adam Thielen. That's why he lost. Um, Justin, how about you? Anyone take note of? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually top 10 for me on this one. Jacoby Myers is outplaying Devontae Adams right now. I told everybody on Twitter, go get these number two receivers because they're dirt cheap compared to it. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers, when Jacoby Myers is on the field, Jimmy Garoppolo immediately looks for the first option, the closest person to him. That's Jacoby motherfucking Myers every single time. So, yeah, oh, I'm going to shout out Jacoby Myers because he deserves he it. He was a little hard banged up, too, to be fair. But I do. it is your point. To your point, though, he has been feeding, um, feeding Myers all season. And he's played exceptionally well coming over from New England, by the way. Take note of that as well. Um, all right, well, let's talk about these tight ends. George Kittle, America's tight end, 27.7. How about Dallas Goddard, number two? I hope you took that advice on Sunday, Mr. Justice. I say one more week. Hopefully, here it is, 25.7. It, it still didn't two. get me the win, though. It's ah, 20 points, but it still didn't get me the win. I appreciate it, though. I appreciate that advice. Uh, number three, Travis Kelsey, of course, 22.7. Logan Thomas, that was someone else we talked about picking up last week, uh, 20.7. And Sam Laporta, Justin told you, all offseason, pick him up. He's number five, 19.7. I'll just finish up with the Ds here. Saints, 24 points. Steelers, 18. Jets, 18. Bengals, 16. And 49ers, 16. All right, let's get on and talk about some of those nasty, disgusting flops that we had this weekend. Can't you morons do anything right? They did their best. Flip stops. Flip stops. They did their best. Flip stops. Calm down. There were some players that were not so nice this week and yeah let's talk about it so qb wise there's somebody that i just want to bring up before i go the trevor freaking lawrence bro like you i just oh i'm so angry at you you're just such all season you're supposed to be the guy my guy you were my guy this year it was, you know, Jalen Hurts last year for me. This year is supposed to be this big Trevor Lawrence thing. You have done absolutely nothing. You're 16th this week. Lamar Jackson's 19th. Jordan Love, 24th. Dak Prescott, 25th. Daniel Jones, 26th. Mac Jones, 31st. Oh, I wanted to mention Mac Jones at 31st. There was actually only 20, 28 teams that played. And here are people who went in front of him. Bailey Zappi, the guy who came in later and did better. Anthony Richardson, who went out, Tyrod Taylor, who came in, and Gardner Minshew all were higher than Mac Jones. I mean, that is freaking embarrassing. All right, uh, Jordan, anyone out of this list here that if you had on your roster, you'd be willing to drop? Dak Prescott. Get rid of him. Send him packing. I am done. But I would just like to point out one thing. As terrible as Dak Prescott was, he was still one spot higher than that heaping pile of crap, Daniel Jones, for the New York Giants. Mm, yes, this <laughs> is true. All right, Justin, what say you? Anyone else uh, you want to think is droppable on this QB flop list? Oh, man, it's starting to get down to that way with uh, Jordan Love. Like, this, that was a horrible fucking game last night. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, he's only Christian Watson uh, running out the end zone away from having an okay game. I don't want okay. You were playing a bad defense and you got picked off three times to practically the same fucking guy. Come on now. You need to be better. He hasn't really been that great as far as completion percentage either. I think like last night was like one of his very few games where he was above 50% completion percentage. Like this guy has just been, he's, you know, first two weeks were great. And now it's like right back to where we thought he was like originally. So 
He yeah, is. I'm what kind of done with the Jordan Love was. All right. Let's say you, Fred, anyone on this list you drop. I wouldn't drop uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm just severely disappointed in him. You just played a Steelers team that gave up 30 points to the Texans and a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and you come back and lay an egg in a division game and lose 17-10? That was your chance to get a grip and just really put your step on Steelers' neck, and you just he just let it slip by. You got to be better than that. Yeah, I'm going to be fair, Fred. I'm going to be fair, Fred. Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers were dropping balls all goddamn day long. That is true. Uh, that is a point I that I heard earlier as well. Fantasy so. score, Justin. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I had him too, bro. I had him. Oh, what am I saying? I'm like, what are you doing? It helps no one. All right, the running backs. Alexander Madison was 20th. Um, B. John Robinson is 22nd. Um, Damian Pierce, 27th. Derek Henry, 28th. Tony Pollard, 29th. Brian Robinson, 30th. Kyron Williams, 32nd. Uh, James Cook, 36th. Najee Harris, 37th. Gus Edwards, 38th. James Conner, 39th. Ramondre, 51st. And Miles Sanders, 64th. Ew. Uh, Justin, anyone on this list you're willing to drop? Oh man, it's it's so hard because running backs, you know, you, that's one of those <laughs> positions where like, yeah, I mean, you're seeing them drop like every single week, so it's like, fuck, man, like I can't lose another one. Uh, if I had to choose right now, somebody I could drop. Um, if you haven't already dropped him, it would be uh, fucking Gus Edwards. I mean, I this this team is honestly, it's dysfunctional. Todd Munkin, I don't know what the hell he's actually doing as the offense court. Everybody says that he's great. I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, you can't move the ball on the ground. You're not letting Lamar move the ball on the ground. And you're pretty much just setting him up for failure because he's not naturally a pocket passer. Even at Louisville, he was somebody who would get out to the side and find somebody open. That's just his natural instincts is to use his legs in some way, shape, or form. They're trying to keep him in a box. I don't think it's working. And when you're doing that, you're really limiting what your offense can do. And Gus Edwards, while sometimes he looks good, most of the time he looks like shit. I'd rather have Justice Hill at this point and maybe even try to uh, throw a flyer at that rookie. They've been talking a lot about him, Keaton Mitchell. All right, so I want to ask the uh, ask the other two about dropping any of these guys. I know it's hard to drop any running backs. But my I will say, is getting close. I no was gonna way. say, on well, I don't, you know, I don't know about dropping. He's but taking up my roster spot for no damn reason. He <laughs> might be, he might be. Bill Belichick might be dropping him for. Him. <laughs> But, I do. But, I would like to talk about one guy real quick. A, sure. a special thank you to my boy, Miles Sanders, who I swore off like three seasons ago ever drafting again. I'm in a guillotine league, and I, I really like I'm controlling all the money right now. I'm feeling really good because people are about to start dropping, and I'm about to start eating. And I just needed that one player to push me over the top. So I traded Amari Cooper on a buy for Miles Sanders, and I only got .16 extra points out of that. So fucking thanks. <laughs> Miles Sanders has been a huge disappointment. He definitely on be in my drop list for sure. (laughs) All right, let's go to receivers. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., 23rd. Ayuk was 37th. Chris Alave, 40th. Uh, CD Lamb, 42nd. Terry McLaurin, 44th. Devonta Adams, 45th. Garrett Wilson, 46th. Exactly. Nico Collins, 53rd. Jahan Dotson, a familiar spot this year at 56th. Justin Jefferson, he got hurt, uh, so it doesn't really matter. Cortland Sutton, 82nd. Devonta Smith, 98th. Oh, God, he really hurt me this weekend. Um, Fred, how about you? Anyone on this list uh, you'd be willing to drop? or you're Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe Sutton, because <laughs> when I was in Denver, all I heard about was Jerry, Judy, and Sutton will be traded. <clears throat> that was everywhere. They were trying to get – they are both on the block. They, they didn't do nothing out there. Their fans were screaming, like, get open. I mean, they were being terribly abused. So, <laughs> Sutton, Sutton might be the one to go. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Well, Jordan, I, I want to ask you how to drop, but anyone that you took note of or you want to talk about on the drop list? Uh, I, 
the Devontae Smith overcorrection is coming. In any game now, he's going to yeah. have like 194 yards and three touchdowns. Um, I hope so. And, not, not man, this- you're not dropping no. him, but I'm getting real sick of Chris Olave not producing for my fantasy team. It's just week in and week out. That guy has so much damn talent, and they are just not getting him the ball the way they should be. Well, I got the weak sauce back there at the QB right now. Justin, what say you? Anyone you want to talk about on receiver end? Yeah, I'm not going to pile it on too much, Jordan, but CD goddamn lamb needs to pull something together here. He has been miserable through five weeks. Um, Last year, he tore up the 49ers in the playoffs, and I was like thinking this is like the perfect matchup. He went like 10 for like 95 last year against them. I was just like, okay, here we go. CD lamb, elite wide receiver, didn't do fucking shit. No. And that was the only one I was super disappointed with because I totally Dallas Cowboy fan I roster, you know. I'm like, I'm a big CD Lamb fan, but he has been dropping a fucking egg every single time. And I am I'm almost sick of it. I'm almost shipping this guy out and fucking undercutting it, getting somebody else who's just I know skill-wise is worse, but at least will give me production. Yeah, John Dotson for me as well on this list of people that I'm just like, I'm over it. I don't see it getting any better and and go out. Sorry, Jordan, let me interrupt you. Where were you saying? No, I I was just going to say there there are leagues right now where I feel good because I overdrafted wide receiver, and I feel like I can swap a a, a guy like CeeDee Lamb and my team is okay enough. I can go get a, a, you know, a, a Jamar Chase, who has maybe I missed that window, but now Justin Jefferson's on the shelf for a couple weeks. That buy low window starts today, baby. So I'm with you, man. I'm out on this Cowboys offense. Oh, he's out with you, man. Tight ends: T.J. Hawkinson, 14th; Zach Hurts, 16th; uh, Evan Ingram, 20th; Jake Ferguson, 22nd; Tyler Higby, 29th. Don Kincaid, 31st, but he went out with a concussion, so that makes sense. All right, let's get on and talk about this week's waiver wire pickups. Waiver wire. Tar riff, let's get it on. It's waiver wire Tuesday. I'm just gonna go around the room instead of reading some off. We'll go around just or we'll go to Jordan first. Give me uh we'll go to the QB spot. Anyone you're looking to pick up um for your waiver wire in the QB area. Slinging Sam Howell should absolutely be on your roster. That guy is he's just gonna sling it a hundred times every game. I'm all for him. Slinging Sam Howell. I like it. What about you, Justin? Anyone you're picking up in the QB? Uh for the QB. Uh, if you're in redraft, Bryce Young might be there. He had a hell of a game. And, you know, to Freddie's point, Adam Thielen is getting heavily involved in this offense. DJ Chark, who we shit on, was actually a wide receiver. He was wide receiver 24, which was a better than what we all thought he would be going into this season. So, you know, this offense may find something in the coming weeks. I like the guy from Carolina, even though he's playing America's team. Playing America's team does means pretty decent production out of the QB spot. So, um, you know, it's game script and, um, the, you know, and the fact that the secondary isn't all that great right now. So you got two things working for you. So Bryce Young might not be a bad pickup this week. Fred, what do you what do you think? And I, for QB? Definitely go with Gardner Minshew. Weak division. Uh, Anthony Richardson is going to be out for quite a while. Uh, he knows how to play. You got you got uh, Taylor back. He's only going to get better. Pittman is still good. So I, I would definitely go with Gardner Mitchell. He's going to throw that ball. I like that. Um, I also like uh, Matt Stafford. Um, you know, he's w- with Cooper Cup now back. He's also got um, – he's got a little thing with Puka Nakua going on. Um, so, you know, Matt Stafford right now I think is a good – and he's definitely out there in a lot of leagues. I was trying to find the – percent to say what it was but and then the biggest thing for him this week is of course playing the cardinals who are 27th against fantasy qb so definitely not a bad ad for this week if you need someone in a pinch um josh dobbs i kind of threw out there as well just so you know if you're in a pinch um again we'll bring up running backs <clears throat> excuse me let's start with justin anyone you're looking up pick at pick up with the running backs yeah so as we've been talking about running back is really short um 
One guy that I'm really interested in going and grabbing is actually Kendry Miller. Uh, last week, he kind of showed a little bit of life as compared to the previous week. Uh, maybe it's just him getting his legs underneath him as a rookie and being out the first two games. But he did go out and catch four balls for 53 yards, which was very promising. Um, he was also playing alongside Alvin Kamara and was able to get 12 carries off of him. You know, I know you don't play the Patriots every single week, but Houston is a great matchup for running backs. So I would not be surprised if they try and get the rookie's first touchdown this week. I like that. Fred, how about you? I'm going to go with McLaughlin for the Denver Broncos. Uh, I think they're going to start going the young route, and I think they should really start feeding him the ball. As you see, they already got rid of the defensive end, and and, and there's nothing else to do. Their season is washed. I mean, the guy was running great the first quarter. I mean, I don't know why they stopped giving him the ball. He had nine carries for 68 yards. So uh, I, w- I would definitely uh, go with him to start feeding him the ball a little bit. Yeah, and he looked like he got a little juice to him. So I uh, got to like that. Jordan, how about you? Man, I said it last week, if Jeff Wilson Jr. sitting out there on that waiver wire, any running back in Miami that cracks the rotation is just going to eat. Like, that's all they do. And Justin also mentioned earlier, I think this is more of a a deep one for you to stash, but nobody's real confident in any of these guys in Baltimore. Keaton Mitchell might be a guy in a few weeks. He, He could be coming. Jeff Wilson Jr. I, you know what? I must have him in like so many leagues right now. And the reason being is because last year, see, people seem to forget Jeff Wilson Jr. was like our best running back for the majority of the season. So I like Jeff Wilson uh, going into this season, uh, or excuse me, going in as a big pickup. Amari DiMarcado, that's somebody else that was brought up. Justice Hill, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Tajay Spears also making his, uh, making a presence felt with the Titans. So something else to look out for. All right, let's go to receivers. Fred, who are you looking up to pick up in the uh, waiver wire for the receiver? I don't know because I don't like dogs. I don't like – I think I'm going to go with – it has to be K.J. Osborne because when you lose a number one receiver like Justin Jefferson, you got to replace him. And it's really hard to replace – I mean, I know you got Addison over there, but – He's just so hard to replace. You have to go with Osborne. If he's out there, pick him up. Jordan, how about you? Uh, I'm still rocking with Josh Downs. Um, he absolutely, had, in my opinion, has cemented himself as the second pass catcher in this offense. And honestly, I think Gardner might throw it up a little bit more. So I, I, I really like Downs right now as kind of a, a grab and stash. Yep, I like that. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, Deonta Foreman. Um, as well, just because right now the Bears uh, running back core is depleted. Um, so somebody to also look out for if you need someone in a stash for a running back. Justin, how about you for receiver? So I'm going to go with a deep one at this point. I'm going with Justin Watson in Kansas City. This guy, I don't know what it is, but this guy, he has got Patrick Mahomes' number. He's got a key to his house. He watches his dog when he's away. There is some connection there that they really like, and they really like going to this guy deep. So this guy could end up being like a Donovan Peoples-Jones where you put him in for one week because you need you know, a flex because all the bye weeks are coming up, and he could put up a 14-burger for you. Last week he went for three. He had three catches, 56 yards. Listen, who else is on this team who's productive? Travis Kelsey. And he just, you know, maybe got himself an ankle injury. If he's not out, he's going to be tender for this upcoming Thursday game. I guarantee you that. They're going to be looking for somebody else to make an impact. I'm taking a shot in the dark. I don't think it's Kadarius Tony. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Watson. You know what? That's not a bad shot in the dark either because it feel like every time, especially when Travis Kelsey is hurt, he seems to step up big um, every time. So I, you know, maybe because he's just the big white boy and um, freaking Pat Mahomes thinks he's Kelsey out there. I'm not sure what it is, but you're totally right on the money with that. Um, so I like that grab. I didn't even have him on the list. So absolutely love it. Um, all right, let's go to the tight end positions. Um, let's go to, and I apologize, guys, because my screen has just gone completely black. I can't see anything. I don't know. We're getting ready for Halloween. Something's yeah, going your, your lighting in the back is like off. Yeah. It's great. Well, it's because like my screen went completely bl- black and the, the whole thing. So I might have to pop out. So while I'm doing that, let's talk about tight ends. We'll go around the room. Um, let's go. We'll start with Jordan. Give us your uh, tight end you're looking at for off the waiver wire. 
So tied in on the waiver wire really just depends the, on the week, but man, I, I just keep seeing John U. Smith week after week after week after week outperforming Kyle Pitts. I if I didn't know better, if I were just like watching this with no prior knowledge, I would think that guy's their number one option in that offense. So give me John U. Smith. I like you, I like you, Justin. How about you, friend? Uh, let's go with, uh, Logan Thomas, a staple of the commissioner, uh, obviously coming alive with Sam Howell currently, uh, tight end 11 on the week. And he did it with only one big week, uh, 11 or 11 targets, uh, nine catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if you find somebody like that, why would you not go back to him? So I'm going to go, that's, uh, my dart throw. It's a pretty safe dart throw on the week. <laughs> Safe dart throw, indeed. I like it. Uh, Fred, how about you? Anyone tight end wise you're looking to? I'll go out? with Noah Fun. You have him there. Um, it's, he's not really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he catches four here, four there, two here. I mean, well, he's on this thing because he played the Giants and he averaged 30 damn yards a catch. But, you know, the, 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 the slim pickings, man. It's week to week, tight ends pop up, pop, tight ends leave. So, I just, like it. Just shoot, shoot, shoot in there, man. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, like I said, I'm in the dark over here. I'm going to try to fix a couple things. While I do that, Justin, could you do me a huge solid? Get me, get me pulled up the Thursday night breakdown video because we're about to do that hopefully while we're out let's let's do it for the fucking friend fucking friend do it live i love it all right oh hold up (laughs) friend give it to me give it to me let's go let's go break down break down break it down (laughs) here we go the form is so consistent it, it's beautiful <laughs> yes we got the game of the week this thursday <laughs> do we got the game of the week this thursday <laughs> i'll tell you what man this, this thursday night schedule has been whack as all hell come on Dude, now look at the two night games this week the Broncos and Chiefs, and then on Sunday night, the Giants and Bills. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really wish they would just do away with Thursday nights. I won't lie. I'm, I'm probably in the extreme minority there, but it just it, it's terrible. Every freaking week, it's terrible. Even when it's two good teams, it's terrible. Just give them the full rest every week and let's go. Yeah, it definitely feels like they uh, they try and do what the NBA does every once in a while on TNT and put the Sacramento Kings on. You're just like, nobody wants to see oh, that fucking shit. That's how they get that. That's how they get that. Everybody wants to see the Broncos right now. Let's go. Hey, Sacramento's <laughs> kind of good, though. Like, Let's give them their flowers. The Kings are wait, pretty wait. solid. They got some wait, stuff going on. No, gotta... I'm low-key a Kings fan, but like, for so many years, it has been like one of those things where they Terrible. give you one time slot. And they're just like, everybody turns off. That's like the lowest rated TNT freaking uh, basketball game. Like, awesome. the night game. like the Wizards versus the Kings. Oh, God. You don't, you don't even know that. That hurts me so much. Every time the Wizards play the Kings, because I'm in the D.C. area, I always go to that game. It is always lit as fuck, too, with Kings fans. I'm like, I'm like I have friends. I have friends. <laughs> Y'all like pain too, huh? <laughs> about the great Thursday night game of the Chiefs versus Broncos with the yeah. Chiefs winning 15 in a row. What's What's funny is that I totally forgot to ask you guys again this week to get the graphic up, but then I was like, oh, my God, it's Broncos-Chiefs. I don't think it really matters, um, really. But I don't know if you guys read this part that I wrote. Uh, what I'll tell you about this game, which is crazy. And in in fact, I don't know if it's going to change because, you know, weather does change. Um, but right now it stands to be 75 degrees, rain likely, and the winds up to 24 miles an hour. 
So it's, I don't know what the hell's going on, but if you look at the NFL weather for the entire weekend, there's a lot of windy and rainy games coming up this weekend. So just something to take note of. Maybe it's an equalizer. Who knows? But yes, the Chiefs have won 15 in a row. Um, Last season, they won 34-28, 27-24. Believe it or not, the Broncos, before the Chiefs had went on their streak, they had won seven in a row, believe it or not, crazy enough. Uh, Chiefs are favored by 10.5. The over-under is 49. As far as the uh, fantasy matchups go, uh, Broncos dead last against QBs, dead last against running backs. They're 20th against receivers and 28th against tight ends. It is not good. Um, Chiefs are 10th against uh, QBs, a very uh, underrated defense. Running backs are 7th against receivers are 10th and against tight ends are 17th. Um, you know, this is probably be one of the quicker analysis of the night, but uh, Jordan, we'll start with you. Give me some guys you like and don't like. Who's your winner? Hey, I think these uh, Broncos statistics might be, uh, you know, a little misleading. You know, when you give up, what, 785 yards on the ground in one game to the Miami Dolphins, that will usually cause you to be dead last in those rankings. Uh, but even with that game uh, not in consideration, I'm pretty sure they still suck and are at the end. Uh, so, yeah, start Travis Kelsey, start Patrick Mahomes. Don't start anybody else in this game. I say that every week. <laughs> I think Jaleel McLaughlin is a nice play. I think there's some Broncos. I think I'm having an internet. Damn, you know, you know how it is. All right, it let's go like to Justin. Yeah, guys, you like and don't like, and who's the winner? Yeah, uh, I like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and everybody else. <laughs> you know what? You know what? On, on a serious note, I'll play Russell Wilson because he has not been that bad fantasy-wise. He's been all right. He's, he's been okay. You know, if you're in a pinch and you need somebody because you got somebody on a bye week, go for it. But uh, everybody else on that team, I do not want any yeah. piece of that. I don't I don't want to decide between Judy and Sutton. No. Mims, Mims, game- Jordan, we called it pre – we called it way too soon. Mims may not be hims at all. Mims is hims. <laughs> Mims is hims. Russell Wilson just sucks at football now. And and Sean Payton, the game is passed him by. You cannot convince me that Mims is not hims. That's my guy. That's my dog. That guy is going to be my guy. I'm calling it right now. Calling my shot. 2024. Mims is my guy. All right. He, he set Kurt it here first. Let's go. The guy has half a green screen up. Fred, what do you say? Oh, I don't hit my green screen and everything. All right. Hey, all right. All right. So, let me tell you. Well, I'm going to get technical. <laughs> we have technical difficulties. So, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> Justin, I would start uh, off. Oh, damn it, man. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes? No, but no, man. Uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> and McGoffin, because you know what? The only way to stop the Chiefs keeping them off the field, you got to run the ball. <clears throat> now, I do like um, Rasheed Rice. We didn't talk about him earlier. We are talking about Kansas City. He has been getting a lot of targets, at least five per game. I'm looking at his stats. The last three games, he had seven, five, and five. Now, he's like in the last game, um, he did get a touchdown with his five targets. So he's been targeted every single game multiple times. So maybe I'll go with him as well. Yeah, I think, like I said, game script's going to dictate the Broncos are going to have to throw the football in this game. So I don't think any of the Broncos are bad plays, you know, maybe in a real football game. Um, I wouldn't play them, but in this matchup for fantasy purposes, um, you know, some of these Broncos like Judy and Sutton, I think will still be decent plays. Adam Troutman, we, t- we talked about him over the weekend. We kind of giggled, but I, we said, you know, I don't forget. Uh, we said the Jets actually had a bugaboo against tight ends and look, he got in the end zone himself. So, you know, who knows game script may dictate the Broncos at least will play well fantasy wise but as far as game purposes i mean i didn't do the grammar down 
we're all like the Chiefs in this matchup. All right, well, I'm going to get off this stupid internet and let's finish the night up with some sophisticated waiver wire pickups from our boy, Mr. Matt. Welcome to Sophistication Station. Hello and welcome again for making a stop here at Sophistication Station. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard, and this week we have some big waiver wire targets for you to go after. In Arizona, with James Conner looking like he could miss multiple weeks with a knee injury, we'll see what that turns out for him. Amario Demacardo, if I'm saying that name correctly, will be the next guy up, it seems, over Keontae Ingram. This is a 215-pound, 5'9 product of TCU, who seems like he's going to be ready to jump right in here. It's better uh, than a lot of other options out there running back right now, so take a shot on Demacardo and see what he can do for your lineup. And then in Tennessee, Tajay Spears is slowly carving out a role for himself behind Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry, as we know, is often hurt. So if Henry does get hurt, Spears will jump right into that role, it seems. But even with Henry there, this is still a run-heavy offense. Spears should still get around 9 to 12 total touches, I would say, in each game. So Spears could be useful for you in flex spots. And then Jamal Williams is almost back from injury. Uh, he's out there in a lot of leagues. He's still the clear best guy after Alvin Kamara in that offense at running back. So I expect Williams to possibly fall right back into his goal line glory days. So get back Williams on your team. K.J. Osborne is someone I wasn't very excited about in the offseason. But K.J. Osborne is now the clear number two behind rookie Jordan Addison. Uh, Osborne has already been getting involved, even as the number three. So I look for Kirk Cousins to continue to th be throwing the ball. This is a very throw pass-heavy offense. So K.J. Osborne should get his touches and be able to be a wide receiver three flex option for you. And then finally, Josh Downs in Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson is hurt again here. We'll see how long it is, but it's looking like multiple weeks. Uh, he's now the clear number two behind Michael Pittman with a 23% target share this past week. With Richardson injured again, Minshew should be throwing the ball more than Richardson was. More opportunities should lead to more production for an electric Josh Downs. Once again, I am Andrew LaDuke, aka Mr. Mallard, and this is Sophistication Station on TSS Fantasy. Stay classy, my friends. I hope he watches that robe every week. Indeed, my friend. Indeed. All right. Well, fellas, we got a fun Wednesday champs versus chumps tomorrow night. Our friend Ryan Miner is going to be in the building taking on our boy Cricket Lions versus Bucks. So make sure you check us out tomorrow night. And then, of course, Friday, we'll be breaking down all of week six and wake up with us on Sunday as we get ready and get going for your week six lineups. All right, guys, well, we appreciate you, and we are out.